Hey everyone, it's Russell from The Good Screen. This week we plan to do uh, World of Warcraft for our video game month finale. We had a schedule change for that, so we decided to do another live episode, but it turned out to be uh, just one really nice conversation with our friend JJ. So this is kind of different from anything. We do talk about screens for a little bit, but it's more just like a nice casual chat we kind of talk about everything. Uh, it gets a little doom and gloom because we talk about AI at the end. But other than that, uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, again, it's our friend JJ joined. Uh, he has a band called Wither Away. Uh, we mention it quite a few times and he talks about kind of the ins and outs of what it's like to have a band in, in the modern world. I guess you could say. So um, I'll post links for his bands like Spotify or whatever. And um, yeah, so definitely an interesting episode. We'll be back with something more normal <laughs> uh, next week. So we really hope you enjoy this. Probably the longest podcast we'll ever do uh, with our conversation with our friend JJ. introduce our first guest yes maybe maybe only guest round of applause everyone yay um yay. so <laughs> our first guest today is our dearly beloved friend jj hello, hello hello jj yay. tell us about yourself um yeah I'm you can JJ. promote your band I it's okay Oh, yeah. I feel like that's really the only thing I can really do, <laughs> to be honest. It's like, I'm JJ, and I and I play video games. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm JJ, and I sing in the band Wither Away, which is Whoa. a post-hardcore, kind of a rock, more rock now band. But uh, yeah, we've been around for, sorry, if you if, if I sound out of breath, I'm taking Henry and I'm moving him back. Oh, <laughs> so he's that... trying to jump up on me. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, we've been a band for, which is insane for almost eight years now wow wow i don't know it was that long yeah 2015 but 2015 doesn't seem like it was that long ago right no oh my god in two years it'll be 10 years ago it's just crazy oh. so we'll we'll be able to do like a 10-year anniversary or something which is nuts because we feel like we haven't accomplished enough yet oh don't years. say that sometimes it's a slow burn yeah yeah i mean there was a lot of changes a lot of like you know visions and thing and a lot of like member changes was the big one but yeah mm-hmm. and then covid like that. covid from i was literally if you think about like this is nuts to think about two three years that's what gets me ago. like yes i still think that early 2020 was last year exactly yeah yeah it's so weird yeah so i mean with music and that in that realm like it's been really good coming back Mm-hmm. for a lot of bands but not a lot of local like local or or small semi-pro bands like ourselves so we get to a situation where it's like all the opportunity is really only available for a lot of the bands that are like have like sign like label yeah support and things like that so it looks good for a lot of bands but for us it's like hey uh yeah sorry we it's we don't like, have anything for you basically <laughs> it's like they're playing catch-up for like the last year and a half or so yeah and they want to it get makes all the sense. Yeah, because I mean, they weren't making money from like tour packages and yeah. things like that. Like they're they're making money in different ways, though. But I think a lot of it was going back to the band's pockets, which is good, like the way yeah. it should be. But yeah, 
But yeah, I sing in that band. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So have you been enjoying anything on the good screen recently? It can be anything. So on the good screen, it, I've been actually enjoying the literal screen. Uh, I got a... <laughs> A, uh, an Alienware OLED ultra wide. Oh, yeah, and it's a, uh, it's like the really expensive yeah. one that Alienware has, and it uh, it is that price that it's priced that expensive for a reason because it's insane. So like anything that I'm like looking at on that screen looks amazing now, oh. but the only the only thing that's odd about it is like every four hours it has to do a pixel refresh so it doesn't get burning. Oh, so mm. like right before. You know, I moved over to my laptop. I was like, I'm just do pixel refresh because I'm like super anal about that stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, best, I've been playing. I've been playing uh, The Witcher. Um, I'm gonna start God of War. I've been playing the Yakuza series. Ooh. Oh. Oh yeah, we were talking then, about that the other day. Yeah, and then I've been playing. Actually, I have a. I set up a Daisy server, so I've been playing Daisy with a few friends. Um, I've been jumping around to a lot of games, but right now it's just like seeing what I can. What looks really nice on on said good screen. Yeah, it has like That's HDR awesome. and everything. I'm assuming it has like HDR and stuff, right? Yeah, dude, it's got like it looks crazy. Um, now I try to I like things more vibrant. I know some people will get this monitor and they'll like tweak it to be like perfect color accuracy, which yeah. it can do. Um, but like I like when things like are like really popping. So cool. I like I like tweak and tune it to it. The HDR looks like all the colors are just so vibrant and popping out to you. But okay, the mm-hmm. uh. When you look at it, it's crazy. I have my ultra wide underneath, and then I like of the uh, OLED, and then above it's the, the decent IPS that I had. It was like an LG from like a few years back. Yeah. But like when you look at the OLED, you can, and then you look above, you can like you start to see like the actual flickering of the LED, like LCD screen, which really? is weird because like crazy. Yeah, you start to notice it more, and it's very strange. You should try but, um yeah, it's awesome. the Spider-Man port on because that looks amazing. If like vi- if you want a vibrant game, yeah, the, I I just beat I just beat the first one like the first like remake one and then yeah. I I have um the which is like the DLC version but it's like a whole separate game uh, what's it uh, Miles Morales yeah yeah I have that one so I'll yeah. try it out with that that would probably be pretty good yeah I played that but on yeah. my TV with just like regular HDR and I was like this is the future this is like what graphics like <laughs> like this is way better than like it just looks so like re- like colorful and vibrant. Yeah, it's it's tough. Cause it's like the hardest thing with it is it's like sometimes consuming just regular SDR content that like while you have HDR turned on, gets like a little, it's like darker, yeah. doesn't feel as nice. So it's like you have to like tune and tweak it, but Windows is getting better with that. But yeah, it is like when you, like when it all looks, when it all comes together, it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm like, I don't think I could ever go back from OLED. Cause the thing about OLED also is, is it's like instantaneous. There's no yeah. like, response time for it oh. so it's so quick for even like shooting games and stuff like that but that's awesome yeah love that screen <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think we'd we'd actually get like an actual screen we're talking about on on the good screen but here we are yeah it, yeah it's it's the best screen until this year so now there's gonna be even better ones coming out so <laughs> that's that's how it always goes with computers stuff. yeah <laughs> well i got um i got um uh I'm still rocking a 1080p monitor, but I got a on Black Friday a ninety dollar deal on a like a sixty five one hundred sixty five hertz Dell monitor. 
Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no, that's a, that was a great deal. It yeah, was it, awesome. It's a, it's a really good monitor. I just like I'm I'm down to one now, so I'm like really good at managing my windows. But but like it's it's pretty good. Like like the, the difference like when I go to work, I notice it's it's different. And like the first few days after like, I got this, it kind of hurt my eyes to go back to work and like like not have the same refresh rate. So so it is kind of weird. Like I see what you're coming from with like the OLED to like flickering. Like does it does it ever hurt your eyes? Like go uh, back and forth? No. So I feel like I I had the um I had a VA panel before yeah. which was 160 hertz and that would it was so vibrant on that screen because that that like had like perfect contrast but it had like a blurring effect when it was very it wasn't as quick response time yeah and that would hurt my eyes when I'd flip back and forth between the IPS and the IPS was better more of a productivity monitor so like it it doesn't I have it like tweaked well so it's like my eyes don't feel like I have to strain them, yeah. but it's still one of those things that's like not as pleasurable to like when I waste it, when I like walk to my desk and sit down and look at the monitors right away, I have like the backgrounds and all like different backgrounds set. I'm like always, I look at the top one, I'm like, ill, and I look at the bottom, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so good. Like, yeah. I don't want to see the top one. I, I even compliment, I even like, was like thinking about like, what if I just got rid of the other ultra wide? Cause I have two ultra wides stacked. Whoa. Oh, like, that's yeah, a lot. It's, it, yeah, it's nice because, but it's nice. I've gotten so used to having like the ability. It's basically one ultra wide. I'm playing games, so I play everything in twenty one by nine. Yeah, and then the, the top two screens, they're always either always split um, down the middle, so you have like basically two extra screens up there. So Discord, maybe like a browsing page. Yeah, or mm-hmm. I have um, you know, Discord in a small box on the side, and then like Spotify on a small box on the right, and then a browser right between them because you can get oh. like those like presets and stuff. But it's it's mm-hmm. it's real nice. I've I've I don't think I'd go back to regular like sixteen by nine gaming. Maybe I'd go to sixteen by ten. It is tough to go back. That's, nine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I never pulled the the trigger because I was like, I'll get one of these and then like, I will never be able to like play a game on my TV again or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's not the nice thing is is these uh, monitors a lot of them have picture in picture. Oh, so you actually can um connect in and like this one specifically has like retro mode and such so like you can throw in like old consoles mm. and then you'll have it just blocked out on your monitor but you'll still be able to do everything on your monitor huh. um which is pretty cool so you can play like consoles and such yeah on them yeah that's actually pretty cool yeah lauren uh do you want to talk about your monitor? <laughs> what about my monitor yeah it's it's amazing right which which one are you talking about? The whatever one you have in your office. Oh, is it actually good? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's a well. Other than my Mac, which doesn't really count as a monitor, I have like a second monitor that I'm able to plug into my Mac through a dongle. It's um, is it AOC? BOC? Yeah. Um, it works. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it. I've been yeah, using it for a long time, probably since like 2018 when I built my PC. But it's one of those I, things with like monitors are like kind of sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, but like monitors oh, are like one of those things. Like back, so Russell and I have been around for a while now. We're we're we're, we're uh, approaching yeah, you old man yeah. thirty. I, I, it's um, right around the corner for me. <laughs> yeah, and and the and it's crazy to think of that, but like in the last like ten years, so like. I've been building computers. Well, I've been building computers since I was 12, so like 16 years. And mm-hmm. 
every like three to four years in the compute world, you always had some really drastic changes. Yeah. And it's weird now because you're still we're still having drastic changes, but we're having it more so where when we were, you know, 12, 13 years old trying to play games like 720p and all the different obscure resolutions down in that range were mm-hmm. like the standard. There wasn't like 1080p wasn't the standard. That was like the gold standard to get to. Right. And then like 2K, 2K was like, oh my goodness, I don't even know how we're even going to get there. <laughs> and then like we worked our way up and then 2K started becoming like the gold standard, but it wasn't like, it wasn't what everyone had. Everyone had 1080p. And now everyone's like, two, excuse me, 2K is the standard. And 4K is like very obtainable to have at very high refresh rates. Yeah. And now they're talking about 8K. Yeah. So it's like, it's going way that, sounds like that sounds like yeah. insane. Like how could it even be any crisper than 4K? Like what our eyes even notice at that point, other than it being kind of uncanny? Uh, it will look really good and you probably won't be able to explain why. <laughs> like that's usually <laughs> how it works out. Like, you know, I think a lot of times it comes down to, so like there's, once we get to 4K, it becomes like a situation where the compute gets just insane to go even higher. But it's like, can we get know, much higher? There's like, <laughs> there's like <laughs> limitations to the, um, uh, not limitations, but there's like so many different things that can go aside of the resolution. Like obviously panel quality. Mm-hmm. So like you have a TN, a VA, an IPS, a OLED, and you go be, be, like start looking at that and like. 4k to 8k like yeah like you might i don't know what panels they're making at 8k but they're probably using something really high quality because it's going to be such a niche market but regardless what i was getting at with that is if you're gaming in 1080p you you can game on modern AAA titles for a very long time with modern hardware because and 1080p still looks very good yep yeah so it's like (laughs) you know now, granted, once you go up to the next resolution, then you're and you're then you're you know, you, you've you've tasted it. It's like a drug. Yeah. You've tasted <laughs> it. You want more of it. You can't go back. So it's like, you know, I've I'm on 2K ultra wide, and I'm like, I don't think I'm happy with this resolution. I don't think I need to go like any f- any wider. Like you right. can get like those like ones that like almost wrap around your head. The full yeah, circle. Like, I don't need to go any bigger. Like a circle desk, <laughs> and it's all screen. You just spin around. <laughs> like you're in a simulation yeah, but... device. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's the thing is it's like I'm so my computer is just I'm upgrading so that I can always have the highest quality but stay at that resolution. And mm-hmm. I think with hardware, we're at that point where it's not like in three years I need to upgrade my GPU again because mm-hmm. it's just not going to be able to do it. But like if I upgrade resolutions, there's a possibility. Yeah, but yeah. I've been um when I built my computer is like 2016. And I was playing games off of my laptop, and I think the resolution mm-hmm. of my monitor was a little above 720p, like it was a by 900 or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was like, uh, I kind of want to get like, a, and it was a, it was like a 19 inch monitor too. It was really small. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I need to build a PC. So I, and then I got like the 24 inch monitor, and the, the 1070 at the time. And I was like, it can't knock out any better than that. <laughs> and like, until like literally just like last November when I got this monitor, I used that same setup and I was like, yeah, it cannot be better than that. <laughs> like, like I, I yeah. don't, um, I, I, I hate upgrading my computer cause I, I always get nervous that I'll break something, but it's terrible cause I work in it, but 
but like i'm i'm like the opposite like this has to work as long as pot like it has to blow up <laughs> yeah you keep talking about how you're waiting for your computer to blow up so you can like buy a mac or something and i'm like yeah i don't yeah. i don't know what Do i want hackintosh mac. yeah um i was thinking about getting a getting a mac because like I don't. I don't really like. I play some games, but like I have an Xbox, and I was probably gonna get a PlayStation. So like, I don't. I don't know if there's like a super important point for me to have like a PC, like a huge tower anymore, and I, and I can just like bring one of those over to my desk and like just plug in the keyboard and mouse to it to play Halo every now and again. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when I get. I'll probably build another. Does Does OSX support? Um... What's the thing on like Steam OS? Is it a Proton? I so all the Linux conversions that they're working on. Uh, I know I know OS X is Unix based, so I wasn't sure if there was like because I know like can't you play games with using Wine on on you, Ma on you can Mac? play some games, uh, but there's a lot of hoops that you had to go through. Um, not everything's M1 supported now either. Oh yeah, that's so, a big problem. So like, yeah, even the, I have a lot of trouble finding games that I can play because yeah. I have an M1 Mac. Yeah. Um. But like, also, Apple isn't really going to prioritize gaming outside of their little realm, like of Apple Arcade too. So, mm -hmm. um, like, for example, one of the most recent things that they put on uh, OS 10 was uh, Resident Evil 8, which was like an actual like full on Mac conversion of the game. And oh, it's wow. supposed to run like pretty well, even on like a MacBook, for what it's worth, I guess. But, um, <laughs> like, 30, wow. like thirty, like thirty FPS in in 1080p or something like that. Which on a on a system on a chip, like that's that's impressive, I guess. But like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and and the whole thing with the the Mac is that since everything's so unified, like. If your computer doesn't have like 16 gigs of RAM, which you had to pay 200 extra dollars for, oh my, um, you're not gonna like get the best gaming performance or even like streaming performance because everything is so like everything's together. So, like, they have um, like one of the things where I was like, I don't know if I can get a Mac because like, what if I go back to playing Final Fantasy 14 and there's a Mac client for it, but um, it's not fully compatible with OS 10. Or like uh, M1s, oh. it's not fully compatible with, with M1s. So like they made like this third-party launcher that apparently fixes it, but it's still kind of like weird. And that support could go away one day when they do like a graphical update in two years because they're moving over to PS5 only or something like that, and higher-end PC because that game's. Old. I guess it is ten years old. But, yeah, um, but I was like, I don't know, like if I want to go through all that, like that's just to play a game that I could play at ultra settings on my computer with hardware from five years ago, right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's not where a I'm bad point. Right yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would make sense for you to be like, you have your like. I feel like building a Hackintosh would be a fun. Yeah. And then go booting it, because then and then at that point, then you can have it as your daily driver. I just don't know what like what you lose out by doing that, like. Pretty sure you still get the the ability to like sync connect all your all your crap together. Um, That'd be good. That's like, like the main thing I want because I'm I have an iPad and an, an iPhone and and I have the watch now. I have, I have like almost everything. I just need like the last Infinity Stone of like the Apple. <laughs> 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 like then I'll be like fine. But 
That's... Or you just get like an i or like a MacBook Air or something like that. Like yeah. just something small for it, and then just still have your gaming PC. Because mm-hmm. that's possible. I feel too. like I feel like with the M ones, like it's it's really cool to see in like the and like I'm I like I like all the nerdy stuff, but like seeing like their what they're doing with them. But then at the same time, it's like it, it it's making the it's pulling them further and further away from being able to like get more support for other things. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when when other when like software companies start to support the M1s and they're like specifically like Apple supporting companies, then you start losing support on your older yep. Apple hardware and then it becomes like a whole like it's like very like I guess it could consider it sometimes anti-consumer in a sense. Yeah. Um, in the way that it supports stuff. So it's like I Apple it stinks anti-consumer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> but like you know, having the like, okay, so I have a Steam Deck, and I know it's a different kind of device, but then like the experience of gaming on Linux has changed my whole like point of view of like that whole other side of the world other than Windows. Yeah. And like seeing what a company can do with making things open source and like letting mm-hmm. the community just build everything. It's, it's just like, it's insane the amount of like cool stuff you can do. And I wish like Apple, like, delve into that world a little bit more yeah Yeah. actually not even a little bit more just delve into that world like at all (laughs) period yeah i think their next push is going to be like enterprise stuff to like get people away Mm -hmm. from the standard like active directory stuff and like but that's that's boring it stuff i'm talking about i mean there is a uh, market sorry no you're fine i just want them to make pink airpods like i really don't think it's too much to ask this this is Lauren is like the number one Apple <laughs> person in the call right now. That's I really that's am. exactly what they're working on. I hope. And and all of this stuff we're like never gonna happen. But one day <laughs> they'll make pink AirPods, like rose gold AirPods, and like it'll be the biggest news story of the, the year for them. Oh yeah, I'll be pre ordering it on day one. I mean they have pink airpods max oh yeah <laughs> those are like the headphones though aren't they yeah apparently they're really like... good i have a friend that swears by them i've also heard good things about them but i also feel like they're kind of pretentious looking yeah how do you feel about um i'm gonna kind of twist this around a little bit now that we're talking about headphones so mm-hmm. JJ, how do you feel about open back headphones it's funny you just mentioned that because i was just i have a pair of Sennheiser 6XXs from Drop. Okay. Um, that I use for mixing and they're open back. Um, typically, when I use open back, I will use them for either one of two things, which is uh, mixing, mm-hmm. like, uh, in, you know, music wise, because um, you get a better sound stage, or yeah. um, even gaming. Gaming, it really helps, like, open up. Now, they're not like those ones aren't the best ones for gaming. They're good, but they're not like there's a, everyone swears by like the Sennheiser. It's like eight hundred somethings. They're the br- like, like the brown but... ones. I want to get the brown ones. Like I think it's like pearl uh, or something. Let me see what they were again. I know. I think that actually. I think you might be talking about the five something. Like, they're like Sennheiser. beige and brown. Yeah, five. Is it the five ninety nine? I think see. so. I don't know. But yeah, yeah the five ninety nine open back. Yeah, they're like two hundred bucks, right? I think it was like a hundred dollars. They might maybe, have been on maybe. sale like a little. I was I was browsing a few days ago. Oh, oh yeah, 
Yeah, on Amazon for $106. I think they actually have really good reviews, but if you're yeah. ever, like, looking for a good breakdown of, like, ratings, uh, I like the way ratings.com, R-T-I-N-G-S.com does all their reviews. Okay. Um, And they'll, like, explain, like, they go into depth of, like, everything, like the, you know, the imaging of it and all that stuff. But, mm. yeah, I mean, open back. So open back is nice. Now, here's the caveat to it. So I was just playing a game of call of duty with them on just to test them and I was tweaking them and all that. Um, and Amanda sitting behind me and I like crank up my amp like real high so I can hear, like I don't have the speakers turned on at all, but I can blend them together if I wanted to. Yeah. But the thing is, is she can hear everything that's happening in my head- headphones because they're so loud. Oh, so it yeah. sounds like oh, I'm God. like blasting my ear ears oh, to yeah. death. The, the funny thing is like, that's the, like the point of the open back headphones is to like make it so that you don't like create like a sound vacuum. And like hurt yep. your ears, so <laughs> it makes it easier to listen to. Also, because yeah. like you can like like it's like the sound stage is is there. Like with like close when you have them closed and with with noise canceling and a like A and C and such, like you lose a lot of that. So it makes like mm-hmm. if you're listening for footsteps in a game or such, it makes it very uh, I feel like a difficult sometimes to hear because it all blends in. Kind of yeah. creates like that negative pressure or you know creates that pressure too. But yeah, I'm a fan. I like them. Okay. Yeah, I got um. I I don't know like someone like on a podcast that was new was like yeah. So I was having like ear problems and like someone told me to like change the open back headphones and like my problems went away and that's someone who wears like a headset all day. So like mm-hmm. it's kind of like keeping your ear like imagine like how like sweaty your ears would be if you wore a headset like Ew. 16 hours a day <laughs> i literally wear a headset for probably about almost 16 hours because <laughs> I, I, I wear i wear these ones so i have like the arctis wireless like the arctis 79s or which one they are but i use this for work these ones for work and then i mm. go over and i use the arctis nova pros but now i hate the way the microphone quality sounds on these Okay. Like they're just, it's just cause wireless microphone does never sounds as good. Yeah. And the Nova Pro ones sound really nice if you go wired, but they sound bad wireless. And I also have like a really nice audio interface and nice headphones. So I was like, why don't I try these ones out? But the problem is, it's like, like I was saying before, if, if I'm doing another thing to note about open back, if you're doing like podcast, there's a good example. All of the audio that's coming into your headphones can potentially leak out and be picked up again by your Yeti. Oh, oh yeah. So I actually have two pair of headphones. I have a sh- I have Sure headphones for when I track when I'm doing my own vocal tracking because I can't track with these ones or you'll you'll hear the click come through the okay. microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll use close back for recording and then open back for for mixing. Oh. I didn't think about that. So, I well I I'm probably gonna get some eventually. We most most of the time we don't do podcast recording with headphones because it's just us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a, that's good that you mentioned that. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's just something to think about when you're doing that. But um, it's not going to be as a, as um, jarring as like me recording vocals because I always have the metronome clicking. Right. So you always will hear that. But like typically, you can get away without picking it up if you have your you know your microphones dialed in pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Discord. Well, when we do stuff for the podcast, anyway, Discord. Is usually pretty. I still have my noise suppression on. I think so. Like, usually it'll like. I, I don't know if you heard. I was water bottle and stuff. And but actually, you know what? Never mind. No, I'm recording directly for me. What am I talking about? 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's so. Lauren, AirPods Max. Um, yeah, AirPods Max. Are you gonna Are you gonna get them? No. They're five hundred dollars. Pretty pricey. They're five hundred dollars. They're yeah, they're crazy. My gosh! But apparently, they're amazing sound. I mean, my now the one guy I play games with. He is very much like Apple, 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 but he also gives credit. He's a in the audio world. He uses those to game, and he's like, he 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 swears by them. He says they're incredible, best audio he's ever heard for, especially for five hundred dollars. Because when you I compare hope it's to like, incredible. it better be. I mean, I really need a new headset. Mine are crumbling and falling apart on like the padding of it. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to spend five hundred dollars <laughs> on them. That's if so it's twice the cost of the Apple Watch that I'm looking at. Like how does that make any sense? It's that just feels I so guess, weird to me. Yeah, it's like a I mean, it's you're paying a premium, but it's like I would say if you're someone that would wear them like you want a, a, a end all be all for a pair of headphones mm-hmm. um that you use for your 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 all your devices. Yeah. You know, you'd use them for even if you're gaming, you're listening to music regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be a bad bad thing. I you know I I can't I couldn't I don't know I feel like it's easier to justify like headphones that are at that price than like paying almost three hundred dollars for earbuds. Because yeah. I feel like earbuds, mm-hmm. you get to a point where like I I mean this is my opinion for but I feel like with earbuds you get to the point where it's like you can use them for a lot of different things, but then like. I feel like when you start to go on like computers or you're gaming or anything like that, it just starts to become like it's lacking, I guess, in comparison. Yeah. But... Even yeah. like there's a there's a ceiling for earbuds. Like mm-hmm. like every every headphone or earbud type headphone like sounds a little similar. <laughs> Unless it's like really bad, then it's like super tinny. So Yeah. But especially for like playing games, like it's it's night and day. Yeah. And the only caveat to that, I would say, is if you're going to get earbuds that are going to fulfill that area, you're paying like, like a starting price five hundred dollars. Yeah. You like so like and that's like like music music grade like I their in ear monitors is what we use for like playing live and stuff where they have like a certain amount of drivers in there. So like you can get ones that are like twelve drivers for like twelve hundred bucks. And and like then if you want them custom molded. So like my 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 uh, earphones are only three driver, but they're custom molded. So like they go all the way into your ear canal. <laughs> oh wow! To your, they're, oh. they're molded to your ear. Um, a lot of yeah yeah no. You go to a audiologist and they they put this like weird goop in your ear. Oh. <laughs> well, you can so... do the same thing to get like custom fit, or I guess there is it is like a thing like custom fit. Uh, what is it called? Sound sound blocker. Yeah, like the earplugs, you know what I mean? like earplugs. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like earplugs as opposed to earphones to wear to like concerts and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, you can. Because uh, even if you're attending a concert, you should be wearing earplugs. Yep. Ones that like limit by like twenty decibels. I have ones that that I that I have. But I always forget to bring them when I go to concerts. Uh, I was thinking about wearing them to like too many games this year or something. Really? Because it's going to be crazier enough? this year. Well, it's probably going to be this year. I don't. I think. Um... I don't know. Um, what was I gonna say? So it's like those headphones are like the ear version of getting a mouth guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. Basically. 
Did did I tell? Yeah. You? I guess I didn't tell you. I have to get get a mouth guard. <laughs> oh, it, is it for? Uh, do you have TMJ? I'm yeah. I'm just. I just grind so much. I grind in my sleep. Wow. Yeah. Grind never same. stops. The grind never stops. No, it's uh it's stress <laughs> related, but like I won't get into that because this is a publicly broadcasted podcast. But um, definitely happened at a certain time for a certain reason. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, like I saw all these doctors and they were like, you don't know what's wrong with you. And then like I went to the ENT and they opened my mouth and like, oh, your teeth are flat on the top. You grind your teeth. You Is it TMJ or yeah. TGM? Uh, TMJ. It's, temp yep. it's tempo mandibular joint. Yeah. So, I mean, and it hasn't been as bad since I found out what it was, which is hilarious, but... <laughs> <laughs> well now you're just like mindfully aware of it now i'm just aware like sometimes if i focus in on it, I'll be like yeah, yeah and it and it always like was more of a problem after i ate makes sense and then i went to the dentist and they're like yeah you need a mouth guard or or invisalign which apparently would also fix the problem because would realign my because i have an overbite mm -hmm. so they're like do you want braces or do you want a mold for your teeth and apparently the mouth guard is like way cheaper so i might just do that yeah and it's weird if you go to like an actual tmj doctor they like charge you like four thousand dollars for the mouth guard Whoa, but you, there's, a, there's a company you can go to that actually amanda got where it's like 180 bucks and it's it's fsa hsa approved oh uh, where you just you said you do it all yourself and i'm like that makes so much more huh. sense like why would you like i yeah because I, I mean yeah my brother he when he had to get mouth guards done for football it was just this paste you put and the thing, and then it molded to your teeth, and there you go. You get it like Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, that's for like playing sports. Yeah, that's it's different for sleeping. That's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> like. But you know what I mean. You just get this huge mouth guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> you gotta wake up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. My mom said hers was like four hundred some dollars. I was like, well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I ought to check that out. But yeah, that's why did I why did I bring that up? Oh yeah, the ear thing. Yeah. No, ear <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's when you what I was saying, like you were like, is it safe to put in your ear? Yeah. You go to audiologists and they like they like shoot this, you know, the silicon into your so, silicone into yeah. your ear. I think that's what it is, right? And I'm thinking of like silicon, like the actual like <laughs> of, of CPU. Oh, but yeah, they, they put that in your chip in your <laughs> <laughs> They chip you. Now you can now you can go to Google directly. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great. Uh but no, uh they they put that in and like it's so weird because as they're putting it in, your pressure it just completely blocks everything off. You yeah. can't hear anything oh. in your, your like whole equilibrium gets all weird. Oh, that's and then weird. you keep that in and then they do the next year and then they pull it out with like a string and it's just, oh. like, feels like a cork. Like oh. you're just going to like, yeah. And then <laughs> on one hand, it sounds like it feels really good. On the other, it sounds like, like I, I had earbuds that yeah. kind of did that. They, they really like, they were probably, that too, sounds very small, not healthy. Too big for my ears or something like that. And like, if I pulled them out the wrong way, it would be like, popping a cork in my ear yeah it's not it's weird so like you almost get like a so when you put them in first you get like an itch yeah almost kind of and you, you're, you have to get your like canals have to get ear, used to it and then like it's weird you have to use it's like ear lube 
for the first few times mm-hmm. until you, like until your ears get used to the fact that you're putting things that deep but it's like <laughs> i know it sounds <laughs> it sounds thoughtful and then but it's weird because like when you put them in like i'll i'll have my for live i'll have my iem mix like 10 to 15 decibels lower than the rest of the band because that jaunts all up in there and if i have yeah. it at the same level they're at like it's it's just going right into my ears now great yeah. they're great for especially like for speakers like if i was like if everything was too loud i would just stick those in and it would just remove almost all sound it was amazing <laughs> but wow um, there's a company there's a company that i go through because actually my headphones are not custom molds i actually sent them into the company and they made holders like they made a custom like 3d print for my molds hmm. oh wow and you can get them actually for uh airpods and all the other ones like you can get it for like any headphone you're you're requesting you send oh. them in and they'll, they'll make they'll like basically you know build it around it and then send it back to you which is it's cool it's like 150 bucks to do the whole process but not yeah. including like your i mean it's not that either. bad I guess. but it's not bad like it changes the way wearing earbuds because i can't wear like I, I mean i have like a pair of like uh galaxy buds but like if i wear them for more than two hours like my ear starts to really hurt yeah airpods are like and i just stopped wearing them all together because it would hurt so bad and they didn't even stay in my ear very well mm-hmm. but i do like the earbuds that apple has that are basically airpod the i don't know thing. if it's just it's <laughs> the same thing but i like them so much better i don't know that's weird. Uh, what the difference really is but maybe there's weight it's probably a weighted difference like the way it's like hanging down yeah. i would assume maybe there is a problem that like a lot of the population have with with Apple earbuds, and like I think they addressed it for the most part. But like back in like mid two thousands, when they would ship like you get like an iPod Nano and you get yeah. the, ear, the, the earbuds with it, mm-hmm. there was like half the population like loved the way they felt, and the other half like me, you put them in and you your ear would just automatically start aching. Yeah. Oh, I like, loved those. See, I, I guess that was it. a minority. You, well, you, like you were them. you were the only other half of the people that like loved them because they were like they would fit mm-hmm. your ear well. But like, there's for some weird reason, some half like population were like struggling to to wear them, which is weird. So I think they changed the shape, and maybe they, they I think they ticked off the other half that liked the other <laughs> the other <laughs> shape. The, but yeah, it's interesting. Ear, earbuds are are like I have yet to find something that other than going the custom route that like you can keep in your ear for the majority of. Mm-hmm. For longer than four hours. Sony, <laughs> Sony used to make these earbuds that were like the best. They had like they weren't like silicone tips on the end, like normal like earbud or whatever. But mm-hmm. like they just had like they kind of like came out like they were D shaped, and that's where the speaker was like on the flat side of like like the bottom of the. D- Maybe I can find a picture of them. But like they were they were different, and they had like these like chrome accents on the end hold on i gotta look this up tony earbuds not the wh1000 xm4s are they um this is like from like 2010 Uh, they stopped making oh chrome tips i'm not not good at google Uh, they make so many different earbuds it's so hard to like Wired earbuds, I guess I should say. I'm getting like all wireless stuff. Um, I don't know, but they they were shaped like totally like different from any kind of headphones that I ever had, and they they felt like 
they like hugged my ears. Like they, <laughs> wow. They, they were good. They were the. I lost them. I would. I would probably. Well, I, I probably wouldn't have them anymore. I probably would have had them for like quadruple the amount of time that I did because they were just like the best. I, I'm so mad I can't find these. It's interesting how sound is one of those things that like obviously when you get into like certain new like forms of like Bluetooth like uh what's it's like the it's APCL or something like that. It's like different kinds of like Bluetooth like codecs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like that stuff is making wireless better. But like if you have like a really nice pair of headphones from like you know twenty years ago, mm-hmm. like a really good pair, chances are they still sound incredible. Yeah. Today, yeah. if they lasted the the you know time like when you got more expensive stuff, usually it had like replaceable cables and things like that. So that because that was like the first thing that would go. But mm-hmm. like audio quality stuff, like we have for our record player, a pair of Sony's that are like from the 70s. Yep. Um, oh wow. And we got them from our old my old neighbor that I like my neighbor that I grew up with. They're like we have all these speakers. When I get rid of them here, take them and like. I'm like these are Sony's. Are you sure? Like, yeah, we just keep them like for free. And I look them on eBay, and they're like five hundred dollars a speaker. I was like, wow, oh. and they sound insane. And I'm using them with like a, like a, a not. It's not a bad amp. The amplifier it's cheaper. It's like a sixty dollar amplifier, but it's like a really it for the price. It's great. And like I can't when I'm playing like records. I'm like, this sounds like the way that the person that wrote the record intended it to sound. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like when it passes the check there. But yeah, they're old and they sound amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. I cannot yeah, find they built stuff uh, to last back then too. So, yeah, I think that was the the engineers were like, we were gonna build this. It's gonna be like it was expensive. Like if you think about like even the tech side things, like things were priced so much more because it was like new. But it was oh like, yeah, it was built. It was built to last, and then you start thinking from a marketing and like a well, they they're gonna they're not gonna buy any of the new versions unless we like like we've already given the the best. Like how do we? How do we monetize this? Yeah. So we make a cheaper version that, <laughs> you know, isn't made with the best quality and the best materials. And, like, I think Sony, what, what Sony was, they, there was, like, a term for it. The Sony, they were, like, it was coined uh, something, something death. Uh, the Sony death? It's, like, well, it's, like, they basically, there was a whole um, conspiracy that Sony made things. Um, in the early 2000s, that they were like timed to die. Oh, oh, that <laughs> like, just is true, though, isn't it? Especially with Apple products, like planned obsolete, uh, whatever obsolescence, obsolescence, obsolence, <laughs> obsolence. I'm looking for the term. I just was reading about it, but like, it's funny that I was I saw it when I was reading about stuff, and I was like, you know, that's funny. I had a PSP that was perfect. Like, I I took care of it so well, yeah. and mm-hmm. I like. I even was like, like as a kid was weird with my stuff where I would like get like a brush and like dust out all the, like, the ports and stuff like that. Like oh, wow. I just even like <laughs> wow. wipe it down and stuff. And yeah. like the screen just one day I was just like playing and the screen just completely oh. like it wasn't like it didn't break. It was just like half the screen stopped working. Oh, wow. Huh. And I was like, what the heck? And I contacted Sony. It was like a year and a half. So it was out of the warranty. Oh. And they like were going to chart. They were going to fix it for literally the price of a new one. That's crazy. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah, it stinks, but it was, it's funny. Then I got a PS Vita, uh, like, recently, like, mm-hmm. probably about two years ago, and that thing's been awesome, but... Um, <laughs> they they can't sell you a new one, though, so... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Sony's funny. They keep releasing updates for it, but the only reason they release updates for the Vita is because people keep hacking the update. Yeah. And they just release updates to fix the hack, like to, to like to people keep people from hacking them. But like hack Vitas are like the coolest things. I would say they're like if I didn't have now the Switch kind of replaced that. Not Switch, the Steam Deck replaced that completely for mm-hmm. me. But like the hacked Vita, you can play like any PlayStation One game, like any PlayStation portable game. You just go on the like once you have it hacked, you can just download it you want from it. It's insane. But sorry, awesome, I'm, I'm jumping around. Oh no, you're fine. I, I, yeah, we can talk about anything. I don't think anyone else is coming on. <laughs> so the the stage is all yours. Dang, the stage, the stage. Yeah. Now you're just now the pressure. Stage of the internet. I'm still looking for these headphones, guys. Sorry if I've been a little quiet. No. Oh, you're I'm fine. Gonna, I'm gonna stop looking for them because I cannot find. I cannot find a picture. <laughs> You know it's funny though, being uh being like a vocalist and and having to like perform in front of people, like I absolutely hate it. But <laughs> like so no 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 I mean like I don't like it from I like love... a social anxiety standpoint. Yes, yes, social anxiety. So like I don't like talking in front of people and I don't like I mean I okay, I don't mind performing. Like because I, I just it's to me it's like muscle memory like i gotta keep practice 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 and then when i go mm-hmm. on stage like, i just kind of act like i'm not in front of people but the problem is then yeah. it's like i'm not interacting at all with the crowd yeah and but i'm also at the same time like i just i have the social anxiety is driving like even just coming on to talk here it's like oh oh i'm sorry no no but it's no no it's not it's not a it's not a problem or anything and actually my the job that i took recently is all always talking to new people and new yeah. customers and stuff like that and i did it mainly because i was like it's gonna challenge me to be more like i don't have a problem with talking to someone that i'm like you know familiar with I'm yeah familiar with yeah and yeah i go over to your house pre- and you'll talk my ear off yeah i mean but I'm i love it right now <laughs> I'm talking no i love right it now. though but at the same time it's like one of those things where it's like when I don't know the people or it's a professional environment, like I've done interviews where I'm like mm-hmm. blabbering and I'm like, okay, you know, I need to like position my thoughts before time. It's just funny. Cause people are like, you don't like uh, being in front of people or talking in front of people, but you're a vocalist. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like making music and I like singing like songs, but I don't necessarily like performing them in front of people. <laughs> I mean, I get that though. If it makes you feel better, yeah. there's going to be like a dozen people tops that click on this. So, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like... I mean, it's one of those things that uh it's uh regardless of that, even if there was like a bajillion people that clicked on it, like it's one of those things that I just have to be uh I got to do more of this and get better at it too. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I mean, granted, I'm hoping that maybe like <laughs> maybe the uh you know we don't post enough from wither away like you yeah. know and we're, and we're planning on changing a lot of that stuff because like we have a decent a decent following and people that are just like want us to keep to be more like interactive so we're like working on that like we have some things coming up that we're like doing to be more interactive like obviously like we're going to make an official announcement here shortly on the first but we're like launching a patreon and stuff oh. to do more interaction with our fan base and the people that like want us to keep 
you know keep like like the thing the hardest thing is it's like what what should we do as a band and we're like that's the question that we're always doing like how should we interact like we obviously making new music is like a mandatory thing yeah but like what do the fans want do they want to interact with us do they want to play games do they want to watch do they want to like you know do they want more content do they only see like under you know under under all the covers of what we're doing and how we formulate it and yeah. it's like we don't know that and i think doing a patreon and like the super fans that do subscribe to it one they support us by you know giving us you know whatever the monthly fee is mm -hmm. and then we give them a bunch of extra stuff and then also we can give them more content yeah, yeah. Catered more to them and like i feel like more bands are doing that now um but yeah or trying like that are diy diy are trying to do that more but um it's one of those things that uh jumping on these and like doing stuff that's just like you know you know it's doing just doing anything is better than doing nothing and like right. i yeah. had to like overcome that in the last like four years because whenever we would you know work on something we're like oh we have this big idea but it wouldn't be up to par we just scrap it mm -hmm. like we were supposed to cover like a paramore song we didn't like it so we just never did it <laughs> and then we just weren't you doing about the cover it. for that one um anime intro or something Oh yeah, we yeah we we actually uh, it, it's doing really well and it's actually doing really well in like Japan and stuff, which is really oh cool. nice. Oh, that's cool. Um, I was gonna say because last... song covers and like behind the scenes vocal tracks would be a fun thing to put on a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, and that's like we're we're gonna like so we have like a bunch of things for like you know demos of songs that have already been released. Some mm -hmm. like fans that are like really like oh I want to hear what the demo of that song sounded like before it became that song, and yeah. then like live in studio you know stuff like mm -hmm. having all that but it's kind of crazy so i just looked at um with like releasing music and you know on like spotify apple music you get we have like an artist portal where you can go through and look at stuff and mm -hmm. our number one song for the longest time was persona which is like you know it, i think where it's at it's at how many streams almost six hundred thousand streams that's oh, pretty wow. good um that was for the last like i would probably say for the last like six months or eight months it's just it, like it started gaining and gaining and gaining hmm. and um now it's it's at a good like a nice steady progression upwards but the cover song just last week just overtook it for like perf like performance so it's you know that one oh, wow. came out like when did it come out it came out in october and mm -hmm. it did okay in the beginning, but now like this, it it the initial streams that it had on release, we just shot back up to that last week. I don't know why, but it's at like that song's at like sixty thousand. That's streams. awesome. And then the last seven days, it's almost at ten thousand. Which it's it's I like anal like I like looking at like the numbers and stuff and seeing like who's listening where and yeah. why and like because. The thing is, it's like there's a playlist on here that it got added to that was a pr like a pretty big, apparently a pretty big playlist that was like not a not a Spotify one, but like a mm -hmm. personal one. But that oh. like helped push it in. And every time a song gets added to a playlist, it helps the algorithm. Yeah. And tells people that then it puts it in other people's listening. It's it's like a whole like anal like algorithmic yeah. way of doing things. But it's interesting. And Apple Music, if I go over there, it's a completely different like setup where we're seeing a lot more stuff in you know japan and, and a lot more interaction with that song over in japan versus our other songs and it's just it's neat huh. to see like 
it's a cool thing and it kind of stinks at the same time because there's a lot of a lot of listeners all over the place yeah so it's not like we have like all the listeners condensed into pennsylvania which would be really <laughs> cool because then that would allow yeah. us to play more shows and have more you know more packed rooms right but it's also cool to see like we had a guy when we released our ep um do a uh get the album art tattooed on his leg oh oh yeah i did see that yeah yeah and i was like really neat like it's it's strange to like have an impact on someone that like is like thousands of miles away Mm -hmm. but like and then but at the same time we're like damn i wish we could like do more for those fans so that's what we're trying to like that's what the patreon's for yeah trying to find that way yeah finding ways to like bring them content that necessarily might not be us going over and playing there maybe someday but um have you guys thought about doing a TikTok or something? You know, we <laughs> we we've it's like a it's almost a swallow your pride kind of thing, and it's yeah. not even like so like when TikTok was starting off, it was like there was all the controversy with like security. So like yeah. me being a security professional was like ah, you know I don't want to bite the bullet, but then I realized like seeing some of my some of my counterparts like in other bands and stuff like that just do absolutely nothing on tiktok but like with the intention of doing nothing but posting just random stuff every day and seeing Mm -hmm. the return of of that nothing being a lot like it's like oh my gosh like i you just the more you posted the better your the algorithm treated you early on it's it's leveling out now but like we we've talked about just getting a tiktok and setting it up for like having it like almost as another piece of social media that we can promote like shorts and promote like you know clips of music where someone you know, just might just pop up on an algorithm because like so there's some people that just primarily scroll through tiktok and that's like their mm-hmm. form of social media so that's an well even if you were to on. get like your um like your songs and stuff as a part of their like music uh library it should what's be it called? There. library Yes, but if you were to start just using it in whatever random videos you made, then it would like boost its recommendation for use and stuff like what, that. What would you do yeah. if one of your songs wound up being like a TikTok meme song? <laughs> and like you, you. I mean, that's the best thing that can that, happen. That is a good days. thing, I guess. But like, yeah, would that be the moment where you would be like, "We have to make a TikTok. We're the band." Uh, I mean, okay. If it became a meme thing, of course we'd be like, okay. Well, well I guess like... I guess they're not really like meme songs. It's like TikTok trend songs. I I don't know. I feel so song, old yeah. when I talk about TikTok. Like like something <laughs> that people just like post like something totally unrelated, but like it goes with like the song. I, I guess the song yeah. works on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I mean that would so like. The the big thing for us and what we've been told by a lot of the like industry professionals is like as musicians, like the music's there, they're like your music is on par with a lot of the people that have ten to twenty to thirty times more like listeners than you. But the problem is it's like you're not doing anything to like, you know I like, I don't like to use the word groom, but like 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 I, I that's the word like the first word that popped in my mind because I always use it like like groom the algorithm and things like that. You're not doing anything to like, you know, amplify your listeners so like doing tiktok tiktok was just free marketing basically yeah so it was one of those situations that basically they're saying you just need people to hear your music so if if it goes viral on that like 
there's a good chance that yeah that song is gonna people like oh i like that song i like that song i like the song and they're just gonna listen to that song and there's people that listen to things like that they listen to the trending tiktok songs yeah but there's people mm-hmm. like oh i've never heard of this band before i'm gonna go listen to their catalog and the thing is we have a catalog of like what is it 20 21 songs i think yeah um which is a decent catalog so it's enough that we think that most of them are pretty decent so people are going to be able to go back and listen to the whole catalog which will it's not like you have one song or three songs and one goes viral now they only have those three songs they're gonna be waiting for you to make more so the positive thing about being a band for so long and having at least a decent catalog of music is that if we do blow up we think we do believe that the songs that we had made you know five six years ago still stand at today's time right and people could go back and listen to them and you know they could they could ta- technically go through the whole catalog be, like really enjoy all the songs and then repeat so they could continuously li- listen to the music without being sick of the, you know the oh i'm listening to the same songs over and over again yeah so that's yeah. The, the pro there so like you know if that's where we're like trying to figure out ways that we can one and take care of our, our our diehard listeners today, but then also hopefully hopefully open up a new market for new listeners and finding what what that is. That's not necessarily the Patreon, but the Patreon might show um, other organizations that like do promoting and like uh, PR and things like that. That like oh let's work with this let's work with this band to like amplify them even more because they are serious about their current listeners and. If we can amplify them more, they can get more listeners, especially in that Patreon realm of things. Yeah. But it's like it's it's a very tough thing to do because you don't want to in in you know late 2010s and now into the 2020s that we're in, you you don't need a label to do these things. You can do everything on your own, and like it's been shown through like TikTok and social media and stuff like that. That's a possibility. Yeah. But it's like a lot of it. It's comes a down one in a million type luck. thing a lot of the time. Yeah. It's chance. Like your video on TikTok, you could have like the best TikTok video and it doesn't do well. And then you could have post something so stupid and it does incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And then you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunately that's the, that is the world we live in. So, but everything, like everything gets somehow, I don't know how, how it, ha- everything gets views on TikTok. Like I yeah. posted, like, first thing I, only ever, thing I ever posted on TikTok when I actually used was like a, a figure unboxing and it got like over a thousand views and yeah, i had no followers <laughs> yeah it just drops the stuff in people's you know in people's like scroll like i i posted one video of it was a stupid video but like one video of uh Lucci over top of the persona song and like it's you know it got like it, it, you know similar situation it's it's at 700 some views but like i didn't do anything for it yeah. and it was a new account and it's like if i keep if i keep posting that like stuff like that it would it's like almost compound interest it's mm-hmm. like yeah once that then the next video let's say it goes up to like 10,000 and then, then like you might be at like a thousand per regular video then next like semi viral goes up to you know uh 30,000 and then everything it just keeps growing and growing till you have like you know 50,000 followers and then you're getting an average of like 50,000 views on one and it keeps going up and up and up and it's like I need you know that's where I'm almost like I need to like swallow the pride and be like okay let me plan out the week of what I'm going to post even if it's not perfect in my eyes at least it's content to possibly go on someone's radar that may like our stuff yeah yeah Yeah, it's, it's tough it's cool too because like now like back in the day it was like bands would they'd go on tour and that's when you'd see them mm-hmm. and that was it 
But yeah. like now with like TikTok and everything, they'll do like live stuff and be like Q and A's and, and there's no record label at all associated with it. So they're just like, Yeah, this is how we this is how we have all of our equipment set up and this is what we do on our off days and like it could be like a, a pretty big like even Inst- like if you wanted to use more secure like well I don't know if Instagram is more secure but uh. less of a national security <laughs> uh, like that like it it seems to be like the next step in, in with like engagement for for bands and artists like at all and I I feel like I'm behind in like just realizing this now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's tough because like with TikTok, it was just so much thrown at you at once. You know what I mean? Like you had Vine. Vine made sense because it was like everything was short. You had a limitation, and it was it like lived a purpose for like mainly humor and like just quick entertainment. Right. And TikTok, it's like you have quick entertainment. You have humor. You have how tos. You got music stuff. You got like it's got anything everything. under the sun, everything, and you know, in a in a typical like reflection of like how social media works, you'd be like, oh, it's just too broad. But the thing is, is the more people that download the app, the more power it has to place anything into anyone's circle. So yeah. then you it starts building an algorithm based on what you look at, and and it takes into account one likes, you know, shares. Um, you know, some subscriptions and all that stuff, even just how long you view the video, if you view it in its entirety, that takes all those things into account. So then, you know, it can build a personalized thing for you that is completely different than someone that just likes cooking. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's going to build something specifically for them. And it's it's just, it's a, you know, the way I talk about it, it's like, well, why haven't I done anything with it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> it is pretty overwhelming though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hard thing about being a band and like even like the social media aspect is like when we post, we're supposed to post, you know, on all of our social medias, you know, mm-hmm. our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, you know, on any of the email mailing lists through our website. You have all these different things. And like, you know, depending on what kind of a post you want to do, you want to do targeted advertisement if you're trying to like target it to your existing fans so you because unfortunately you have to pay for that mm-hmm. um through like facebook and instagram and things like that but then there's like you uh, uh russell you mentioned uh like instagram getting into the business of like tiktok with reels that became yeah. like early on was free basically free advertisement because they didn't you know they they prioritized that over their other posts so mm-hmm. that you didn't have to pay to get the real like viewership into the reels but now i think it's going to be turning back into you're going to have to pay to get that viewership so like (laughs) on one side you want to you want your posts you want to post enough that you're like engaged but then you also and then also if those posts don't do well then the next post that you do potentially might not do well because you're telling the algorithm that your fan base isn't engaged into what you're posting so that's what i worry about where it's like you know if we post too much and we're not getting we're getting like 10 15 likes and maybe a few comments on it when we have like maybe four or five thousand people to pull from that's not good and it's just going to hurt us in the long run but then there's the argument that like no just keep posting posting you're showing the algorithm that you're alive and you're you're trying to communicate with your viewers it's just it's a tough thing yeah and it's kind of like even with with our podcast like we're not we don't really promote or anything like 
No. Um, I I even went like as far as to on this other Discord that we go on pretty often. Like, I kind of like kept it secret for a while until they were like, "Oh, you should." So I I had to bring it up in conversation there, and um, they were like, "Yeah, you should post this in our content creators like uh, channel." every time you upload your podcast and I was like, ah, I don't really want to like promote it. And but like, even after like that and like, just like if we're not consistent for like one week, we won't get any, like any views on our video. So mm-hmm. like we, we had to take a break cause Lauren was sick mm-hmm. and I think like the next couple of videos had zero views. Then all of a sudden, like a specific time of the day, like 2 PM and this is YouTube, not TikTok. Mm-hmm. But like, if we post at a specific time of the day, like we automatically get like random views. Like, it's not a lot. It's like still like double digit views. But like, we will get someone to look at least start the video version of the mm-hmm. podcast. So like, it's very interesting to think like like how much just hinges on like just constantly putting something out there now. Whereas back in the day, it was like make something really good. And share it with your friends, and then eventually, like one day, it'll be like viral or something. could be viral. Like that one again, like another one in a million. They call that what do they call that? Uh, is it evergreen content or something like that? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, it's like video, like it's where, um, like videos that like will always be relevant regardless of the time yeah so like i was watching someone talk about it it's like like you might do you might do like a weekly like a, a podcasts are actually a great example of that because there might be a interview you do with someone that then like they you know they blow up <laughs> could be me no i'm just saying yeah, <laughs> like, no, like, like huge <laughs> yeah it's one of those things is like they blow up and then you go back and say oh i'm looking for like early interviews of that person or or you're looking and it's like oh this is from like you know five ten years ten years ago before this happened and then that becomes like evergreen content where it amplifies and i feel like that's another thing is like which it's um sometimes i think so like so narrow when i think about this it's like you know being in a band being in the burks and lancaster and area and Montgomery, montgomery county area and all that stuff it's like um I think of like, okay, what other bands can we do shows with? Like, who can we collaborate with? You know, who can we, so that we can like kind of build like a, you know, social status with other people just because it's not, not, not just like for the gain of, of that, but it's like, you know, collaborating with other bands, you know, introducing our fan base to their fan base and their fan base to our fan, you know, sorry, their fan base to us and vice versa. It, It just, you're just building, you know, a better, a musical platform for for each of you yeah. and, but then you don't think about like also like you guys are doing a podcast and that's something that you're passionate about so then collaborating with content creators like that so that potentially like if if i do well then it would help you and vice versa um and that's like the thing is it's the the tough grind of like we were just all talking about it's like just getting more people to hear and enjoy what you know what you're providing yeah um really the hard part is if you know you have enjoyable content it's just how do you get people to listen to it you know what i mean it's like how do you get people to (laughs) listen or view it 
same thing for like an art like i feel like art like physical viewing of art is an easier realm to get into because you 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 make something and someone sees it's it and like, i like that yeah. you know? it's quick and like i talk about this all the time when i go to like magfest or like any conventions and i see the artists there i'm like you know the art world is like physical art world is like i'm i'm kind of jealous in how that world works because it's very easy and I, maybe i'm ignorant to it not easy but it's it is like, hard to draw <laughs> yeah no 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 i mean I, it's hard to draw no very much so but i say like when you're good at it it's easy to monetize it in the sense that someone sees it they they pay however much money for a print uh-huh. and you can continuously print that for the lifespan of however long you ever want to print that and it's one of those things is you're 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 not going to be famous but you're going to be able to make money off of it contrary to the music realm or like even i don't know maybe consider leaving the podcast realm this way where there's really no money involved until you get up to a very high level of of like a career realm of that yeah because like people will listen to you and they'll they'll think that you're famous and they'll feel like oh my gosh it's like they'll just they'll, they'll kind of like pile you into a group of artists that may be way bigger than you but the thing is is like you know i've talked to people like oh you make probably a decent amount of money like no, we don't make any money doing this because you know barely the stream that like the streaming platforms now are like they're nice they give you the, a better opportunity for people to hear your music and and listen to it and and kind of give you some money back for it like spotify and like apple music yeah. and all those um but it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times it takes even a few years just to cover the cost that it took to get that music created um com- com- compared to an artist that draws the picture and needs to be put like goes to an, an outlet like a convention and can just put their like just prints promote up for it sale like for, a few twitter yeah. posts like i'll be here at this day and at this time yep i'll have 500 prints or whatever and they'll sell all of them that's like yep a lot of <laughs> that, yep. that'll be a lot of money probably uh, yeah i mean the cost of the print is like I mean, I don't know how much it costs to do a print, but I know it's not nearly like if you charge twenty dollars for a, 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 it was like a eleven by an eight by ten yeah. or eleven, yeah, yeah. Uh, any of those prints, like it's not going to cost. It's probably going to be like five hundred percent, at least five hundred percent less mm-hmm. for the cost of it. But great, it doesn't take into account all the time it takes to draw. But it's one of those things. that's, you know, when you're drawing, if if you're doing digital design. You know, you, you, the cost up front is the computer and all the different hardware stuff like that. But once you have it all, you know, and you start selling prints, you get that money back pretty quickly. And then everything is just positive revenue after that. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if I'm using the right terms, but it basically in that sense, it's like when we go to a studio work, it's always going to be costing us X amount of money for to, to make a song. And then, you know, the amount of money we have to do to promote that song for people to listen to because people are going to be more captivated with they, what they see from their eyes. So right. then you also take into account the cost of art to associate that with the song and the cost of visual, like video art and all those different things that are associated. So like when you're a band, you're almost, you almost want to like kind of build your band around having a lot of creative uh, people that are like, they're like a Swiss army knife when it comes to, you know, digital art, audio, like, you know, audio engineering, all those different things. Cause you can, save so much money in the grand scheme of things because you know how to do all that stuff yeah that is... sorry no, i'm going in depth into this. <laughs> no the, it is helpful to like have someone around to like that kind of can like mm-hmm. but 
But I think the one thing for like actual like the one drawback for regular artists is just people who like click on it and uh save image and don't yep. do anything yeah. else. Like that's the one yep. yeah like, AI hasn't helped much either. AI, AI has made they have their own they have their yeah. own problem with that right now. But like I feel like that's gonna be a big like AI art is gonna be a huge like convention nightmare. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, it it is. Sorry, you keep going. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. You're like, like some, it's not that I don't believe the people drew the picture or whatever, or did like, especially when it's a digital art, and I guess it's all digital art nowadays. But, um, but like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. That kind of looks a little too like smooth. But like, you have to it, look at the fingers. It always looks, yeah. But like, what what happens when like they they'll figure out finger fingers soon, right? So <laughs> yeah, I guess. So like, I'm just like that looks a little too like computery, and then like you don't want to ask them like, did you make this or did you put it in like a program? <laughs> yeah, no, so, the AI art like is 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 complicated in its own nature because yeah. like and also but like even even going one step back to what you were saying like the the control like the save as and mm-hmm. and you know print out yourself and then put it on you know that is a that is also a, like that's actually a, you know that's a really good point because that's yeah. like a big problem that you know it's similar to like youtube to mp3 oh yeah and then but like one a thing lot. about it is replicating you know one one of the caveats and one of the protections that musicians have versus artists is if you take one of our songs and use it and upload it in something that kind of breaks the copyright right it's the systems are there to prevent that so like or or, or they're there to collect royalties if it's used in like a professional realm too mm-hmm. whereas an artist you see this with like fortnite and like call of duty even got like in trouble for this where they just rip off the art and um basically you know the artist is like what the heck and then it's just negative pr for the company but they still <laughs> end up using it but then just like pay off the person or something real cheap yeah or they or you know or they get rid of it but it's one of those things it's like in the music realm it's really hard to be like oh no you like you completely took sampled my song and it, it i've been notified by the you know the like the i don't know the music the, police who, yeah, the music police basically that it happens. So like pay R-I-A-A. up, and like they even as they gave me as technical as saying like you need to give a song writing credits if they wrote a song that was like similar to it, which is nuts. Like you see all the Taylor Swift and um, oh one... yeah, 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 well, yeah. For whatever his face but... is called, but how she has to re-record everything. Yeah, it's it's crazy, <laughs> and like the. So like yeah, you have those separations um, in that. But as an artist, it's like I I even have a friend like our like our one of our like artist friends like not mentioning names but like they worked with someone big and they that that group is popping off but they ended up um, only using a portion of his art, not paying for all of the art he did, hmm. and then taking some of the art that he did to another artist to redo. Oh. And and then like it's just like sucks for someone that's like oh this is a big break for me to get screwed over in that sense so that's another issue that like uh artists have where it's like they could take what you you know what you made and have someone else do it but a little different so now it's 
their art. Or they can just upload what you made into the AI software. And... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's another problem. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so... yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like that's the issue. <laughs> I use AI when I'm trying to like formulate ideas to give the artist. So like, you know, I would use like what's the big one? Like Midjourney. Yeah. Um and I'd put in information, be like, okay, this is my idea. And it would pop something out until I do it a bunch of times until I find exactly what I'm looking for. But then I'd be like, here, I like the idea. Like what this is like idea. I'm like thinking in my head, but like not exactly. Here you go. And then it helps. I feel like it helps my artist then say, oh, I know exactly what you want to do with my, with my vision involved here. And puts yeah. it out then. Um, which I think that's a benefit of AI in some ways. It's kind of bridging that gap of like understanding for like someone like myself who's not uh you know who's not talented at all when it comes to any form of physical art (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah ai is is definitely problematic i like it but at the same time i can understand that it's going to be an issue for artists especially for like i've seen on reddit some people's like actual art getting banned because they're they're saying that it was made by ai yeah like yeah <laughs> that's what uh, i think like i think the whole ai art thing is gonna make um 3d art really popular because <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can't you can't have a computer like sculpt something out of clay right you can make it look like it well yeah, if you use like, blender in real life though like physically like there not like 3d printed like this was made with clay like you uh, can't do yeah, that. no. I mean, I mean, you probably could get an AI to build a 3D, um, like a like like a 3D um, printer design. Yeah, and then do the rest of it with clay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Over top, of I it. guess. I guess nothing you is probably... really safe. <laughs> yeah, dude, music isn't even safe. Oh. You 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 can get AI generated music. Yeah, and I mean... like, um. Like I, I got an AI Eminem voice to say something funny one time. That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there are some cool things that AI can do. Like, um, one of the things I was looking into possibly doing is getting like if you have like a really cool song, feeding the AI music and then like visuals that you think the song goes with it, and then them building the AI building like a video. Oh. based on that song there's actually some bands have done that which it's been really cool to see because then it's like it's you know it's one of those things where granted it's still taking away from the artist yeah like that they potentially would be hiring but a lot of times i think those the bands or like the companies that are making them kind of bring the artist in to help kind of um not, not like uh help keep the ai like take their vision and build it into the ai like if that makes any sense Right. So imagine if like like taking like if you're an artist and you took all your art styles and put them in and then see what the AI would do with your art alongside the visuals and you know stuff. I feel like that's I feel like that would be kind of neat as an artist like Yeah, but if I can like a double-edged sword because then you're uploading all the information for someone else to use as well without your permission. Like the well, big it, issue with it yeah. is people uploading it or using things like that without permission. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking more so so going beyond like the the services of like Midjourney and stuff like that, like using actual like AI algorithms like via like Python and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you'd have them built into your you'd run like a plugin on something that you're using to build the videos and such. 
and then like where you're not having where you're still keeping all of your data stationary but it doesn't stop anyone else from using that data and like using your pictures that are online to build yeah. art you know but like i'm thinking from like a perspective of someone building a video and then like giving it giving the the algorithm what it needs to make that video with the music and such i don't know mm -hmm. it's strange stuff but yeah honestly ai is probably gonna take over the world it's gonna be like terminator sooner yeah. or later oh for sure when I heard about the thing that it's like Microsoft bought some sort of like AI thing that can take three seconds of someone talking and like completely mimic their voice and like text that is them, terrifying. I was like, the first thing that like sounds cool and all, but like the first thing I thought was like, imagine like duping someone's like a voicemail from someone just because you had three seconds like of their voice or like someone like dead relative or something like that. And, just sending something off to somebody like just it just sounds so like bizarre to like that they can they can even do that i don't want to say because that, that's loud but like that impossible yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that that's another speak. reason why i don't know if it's true or not but i have heard that whenever you get those like uh spam calls you know mm -hmm. you should never really say anything to it because you don't know what they're doing like with oh god yeah no it's true <laughs> yeah no yeah, you're not wrong yeah yeah no that's actually a big um that's a big vishing campaign where they'll mm -hmm. like ask you a question and basically use that question the answer to potentially get um, an account dub it dub it for like account information like oh god yeah like, yeah and actually you know it, it's crazy stuff but like you know mentioning that like and then combining that potential scam with ai and being able to take like a few lines of 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 your voice and then you just using that to like fill in the rest of like things it's never gonna be it's never gonna be perfect and like there's gonna be you know systems that can um detect that but it's still gonna be one of those things where like it's gonna be just you know. good enough that it'll be able to do it though which is absolutely terrifying because the bank that i bank with is already pretty low security apparently <laughs> um so if it was to happen to me, I think I would just have to um, cease to exist. <laughs> yeah, Stop I mean, it's matches. one of those things. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's one of those things that, like, it's kind of similar to how, like, phishing campaigns and, like, cyber attacks. Like, you have to, if, if someone's building something like that to get you, there has to be, it's an expensive attack. Especially if you're mm -hmm. thinking of like AI and stuff like that, they're gonna they're they're gonna probably do it. It's probably more like nation state, where it's gonna be people focusing on like like political leaders yeah. or like people with large large influence. Mm -hmm. But if they're focusing on you, then there's definitely something that you're doing that <laughs> they want. And that's scary then. But like yeah, so combine the AI voice and then deep fakes. That stuff is so terrifying. Yeah. I don't know if you've it ever is. seen those videos. Truly. Like oh yeah. Well, I mean, one. in the Mandalorian. They had Luke Skywalker in it. The whole thing was a deep fake. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess that it's would be insane. a deep fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it is yeah. the guy who did that. He originally started doing just like rigs for fun, and Disney saw it and hired him because he was so good. Yeah. And so now I guess he's going to be doing that for other Star Wars movies and stuff like that. Well, that's what's going to happen for those movies, like. After the well, I think we talked about this on on the podcast, but like after the character, like Tony Stark dies, not Tony Stark dies, but uh, 
Um, what's his like, name? Like Captain America's gone too. <laughs> no, I mean the actor. Oh, Robert Downey. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Like he dies in real life, but they want to bring him back in the Marvel movies, so they just like yeah. fake him in. Well, they already deep faked him in the one movie. Did they? Yeah, the young version of him. That was oh, all, that wasn't CG. That was like well, I guess it was CG, but like that was like a deep fake for of him. Um, it's just so weird to think about. That's so weird. Oh, for some reason, I thought you like mentioned like Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. died, and I was like, wait, he died? Oh no, <laughs> no, no! Like, one, <laughs> one oh my goodness! He, yeah, one Stop day that. he will die. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless they, unless they're successful with that, oh, which is creepy. I don't like to think about it, but they're working on like, you know, how they did like a head transplant type deal. Oh god! What? Yeah. No, like, don't know. They're working on brain transplants, and I'm like, uh, that is no. no. That that is getting to a point where. Uh, Jay, have I you ever am... heard the story? I guess it's a novel series called Unwind. No, I have not. So it's basically like a dystopia utopia type book. Where they figured out the science behind doing perfect transplants for every single piece in your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like every little muscle, every little fiber, they can put it in someone else's body. But the catch is, is that it like still holds a piece of the person before, like the <laughs> original person. But it's gotten to this weird point in this universe where there are kids who are tithed, uh, like to be unwound, basically. Um, like religiously they sacrifice themselves um if you're a ward of the state and like you're not adopted by a certain age they'll send you to be unwound um which is wow. like taking all of your pieces apart and giving it to someone else to use and your parents can also just decide to send you like it's it's crazy but the way that things are like moving to be more like that <laughs> is terrifying Very. yeah like yeah that's Hmm. Yeah, not cool. And even from like a, so then you like, even from like a like, it gets it gets very odd when you start thinking about it. Even from like a spiritual versus like, is that person who is that person still like? I, it's just weird to me. Like, yeah, you know, if you swap out a brain, like, is yeah. that person the other? Well, even yeah, all the little bits of the brain, like all the different segments and. Tuitary gland and all that shit, you know? Like, what if the person yeah. that they transplanted the brain from didn't have an arm? Like, would they be able to use their right arm? I think they would. Like, it's not, like, born, that far. Born without an arm. But, like, a good example is, like, a... No, like, a good example is, like, a pianist who gets their hands taken and put on someone else. Oh. Then the, the person knows how to play piano. Just the hands. Yeah, the hands know how to play piano, but like the person who has those hands now can play the piano. You know what I mean? But isn't all the yeah. connector in the brain? Yes, but like the hand is connected to your brain, Russell. Oh, of course, yeah. And so now the now the brain now the hand knows how to do it. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It would anyway. be vice versa, though, right? Because it would be one of those things that like because you i mean muscle memory though that's that's the interesting thing yeah muscle memory. yeah so like, yeah i guess hmm. so like is it if you know how to play i guess it, it would be one of those things is like me gaming on a setup that i'm gaming on i get so good at gaming with my 
arm and stuff like that. And then I move over to something that I'm not used to. It's going to take me time to learn it. It's to be the similar situation of like replacing someone's hands. They might not be amazing right off the bat, but they know they have the, the data in their brain to reconnect and build back up to where they were vice versus you, you give someone piano hands, <laughs> jazz hands. Well, I mean, the, the logic in the book is that that happens. So I, you know what jazz I mean, hands. like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's a that's a line that I draw. Like I don't like yeah. bioengineering stuff. Like, like putting like I know how tech works. I know how tech goes bad. So uh, I mean, I think it's cool when we find ways to like, um, you know, for example, um, my my buddy Colin, he's in a wheelchair. So I do a lot of research on like, um, the connecting the like what how bioengineering can help uh, fix people that can't walk mm-hmm. with with their spines. And like we're actually at a point which is, is insane. Last, uh, at the beginning of last year, this got pushed over from Switzerland. They were doing a bunch of trials over there where they were able to um, put like a optical, I think it's like an optical like connector in your spine that then connects your spine together and gives your brain the ability to relearn to make that connection. And they, they were successful with the trials that they did in Switzerland and they got pushed over here for like, uh, like an emergency FDA like trials like the pass because it's mm-hmm. like one of those things it's like a breakthrough but like looking into that stuff I'm like that's an area where I think the risk of going that route it completely outweigh I mean so the risk is completely like null and void basically to the other outcome of not being able to use your upper body and arm like legs yeah like the like risk that. outweighs the uh bad things there's another way to yeah, say like, it. yeah like the, ri- yeah. the risk of the, the 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 procedure is is minuscule compared to the benefit that you'll gain from yeah. possibility of being able to walk and like utilize all that lost function so i think that's a cool area but like when we start thinking about like introducing like um like like smart functionalities in your body like like chips and things like that the neural like, link mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah i i i that's where i kind of draw the line in that where it's like the danger of where like you know tech can influence your brain yeah. or influence your like that is that's creepy to me <laughs> to to think about <laughs> but like i think i'm i'm all on board for like using tech to solve problems that we haven't been able to figure out and there's like the cool thing about it is there's some of this tech that if it's successful and it's going to basically teach us how a lot of the body is communicating with parts where we have damaged areas where we can start to say okay it's communicating this way we can fix it in a much more efficient way now rather than it was a permanent thing now it's like oh we just do this procedure and they can walk again you know what i mean yeah yeah that's like there are some like good aspects like that like curing things that like we couldn't cure before but like i just like when i hear of like someone putting like a chip in someone's brain i think of like super soldiers (laughs) yeah and like stuff like that first i don't think of like oh we're gonna you know cancer every cancer is gonna be cured if we do this guys (laughs) yeah i mean i think they are i saw this back at the beginning of last semester we were talking about in class about how they were able to um like rid somebody completely of hiv yeah and so that's the next really big thing too that'll be yeah that'll be pretty They've been kind of like really like making huge advancements in that few years or so, last decade at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my! 
Uh, and there's like a big uh there's a big conspiracy and this was like at the beginning of covid not to get in like conspiracy theories but like in a different <laughs> way i'll explain uh the r the, the um rna vaccine was there's a conspiracy that the reason it was pushed so heavily was because it could not only is it beneficial for you know fighting covid but the out the possible outcome um the data that they get from uh, a mass amount of people taking it could potentially help with cancer mm-hmm. research and but that's yeah, good right fighting that, which is good <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying conspiracy is like like yeah this was this like saying that that's like the main goal behind it more so yeah so like that's the conspiracy part but at the same time it's like if it is and it's successful then it's like okay well is that is that problematic you know on yeah a similar note, but <laughs> on a similar note there's all the conspiracies behind like 23 and me and ancestry because they're yes. able to obtain your dna and store it and like see it perfectly plain as day and so now there is a lot of legal stuff going on about whether or not the government will be able to access that dna i did one so the whole conspiracy yeah. is that that was their intention in the first place yeah, well, and take that even to a more like or that tangible, the government's behind it. Well, even not even government, take it to a more tangible thing is that you start storing that data, and then that data is being used to leverage insurance companies about pre-existing yeah. conditions and things like that. Oh, yeah. So that like they won't cover certain things because they say that you know Twenty Three and Me or Ancestry they the data you're prone to inheriting it or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and then that becomes which is a so fucked. Mm-hmm. Insurance companies just need to die, honestly. The they fact really that they're do. For profit is just like, well, like, they like the fact that, like, your life now, granted, like, obviously, I don't want to get into political things on your thing. I don't want to, but <laughs> at the same time, it's one of those things. It's like we're, we're stuck between, uh, like, the corporations managing our, our health insurance or, like, our current government managing our health insurance. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Working. Which would it's be like, worse? Yeah, and it's like okay, you know, and then at the end of the day, it's like okay, well, wouldn't it be nice? I, like I think about it in this way, it's like it'd be nice to have a government that cares about your health and well-being, like some of the European countries or like some of the East, you know, the Asian countries. But then at the same time, it's like I don't think we'll ever be like that in our country. No, so no. Find something that works for it's, us. It's too divisive here. Like it, it just it just wouldn't work out. Yeah. And like that's that's the big issue that I run into. So it's like, you know, it's nice that we have the ability to work for companies that might offer like way better healthcare than others. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. but know, then at that talking... point, it's also kind of unfair because why should one company be able to offer you so much more better health insurance than another? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and when that's yeah, no, and that that's a point. Like, it's like then we take into account like. You know, we we're always told that we have the freedom to do whatever we want to work. And like, I think us as millennials and even like the Gen Z, well, Lauren, you're, you're Gen Z, aren't you? Yeah, technically. Yeah, technically. But you're like right at the cusp and like, and we're right at the cusp of being there too. But it's like one of those yeah. things is we're, we're now, especially in the IT realm, we're, you know, the expectation for us as workers is if we're not happy, we leave. Not like it was like 20, 30 years ago when some of the benefits mm-hmm. may have been better at more companies but it's like i'm not going to work at a company that doesn't pay me well or doesn't offer benefits that i find as reasonable so Mm -hmm. i'm going to leave if it it changes to that point and like businesses are starting to realize that and they're like shoot people want they want to prioritize health over money people want to be treated like they're human beings oh my god 
oh, they don't yeah. want to eat. They don't want to eat poison. Okay, well, I guess we can start like investing more money into making better products. Like, it's funny. Like when you when that whole like McDonald's push for like real meat for like their quarter pounders or like real mm-hmm. beef. Yeah. Like, like I was talking to my sister who was you know at the time living in the UK, and she's like, yeah, they've never had that push because it's always been a requirement. You know. Yeah. It's Another always- thing too <laughs> is in the UK. I watched a really interesting video essay about this recently about makeup specifically and other products similar to that, about mm-hmm. there's such a long, long, long list of things and substances that are banned to be used in makeup and things like that in the UK and the EU and all those places. Mm-hmm. But here it's like one single page and it's like arsenic and that's <laughs> it. Basically. Like, and even in food over there, like the same exact foods, like if you look at a bag of chips here, like Lay's, here we'll have like 50 ingredients, but over there it'll only have like 10 because that's all it's allowed to have there. And it's just so it's wild. crazy to me. Yeah. And you have to think about like how that has an effect on our metabolisms and our health yep. and yeah. our like, longevity of like staying alive. And, and like, you know, you look at like the average life expectancy in the U.S. It's not really that high. And you take into a lot of, a lot of things take into account, like what we're consuming, how we're exercising on on a regular basis like we have a different like we're very um compared to like european countries and stuff like that their their infrastructure kind of they're smaller and their infrastructure mm-hmm. kind of supports the ability to walk and ride trains and oh like yeah that. don't so even yeah. don't even get started on that we're gonna <laughs> go love, on a five-hour tangent about walkability yeah okay yeah so i'm i am i am a complete believer of that if i could walk everywhere i would yeah i yes. love walking and like and that would that would be like the funny thing about that is it's like that would be enough like people don't understand like oh Americans just eat so much they're so fat and it's like it's no, what's it's in our food even like even it's if we do our, eat yep. healthier like because Russell and I are trying to get on a diet type situation but it even goes down to even the fresh fruit and like produce that we get is still treated with pesticides and like all sorts of other chemicals and comes into contact with so much just on the way to the grocery store. Yeah. And like, even like the quote unquote healthier options that we have here in the United States, it's, it's still all mostly processed shit. So like, like as soon as stuff comes into season and the farmer's markets open again, that's where we plan on getting pretty much everything. (laughs) Um, There's some, Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. But it's just like, it's just, it's so crazy. It's it's down to every single fiber of our infrastructure is why Americans are the way we are. And to an extent, we can't help it because so much of it is run and, uh, like, overseen by the government. It's like, why why does the government want us to be like this? Yeah. Um, but the, like... the answer in the end is always capitalism and consumerism, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the thing is also like we have a big problem here in in the states because we can't seem to make decisions via state without yeah. like think about the federal government. So then like everything just doesn't seem nothing gets like gets done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you look at um, there's a picture I saw. It was like a picture of like Germany in the 90s or in the 80s, and it was like huge highways that looked just like ours, and then it showed that area now where it was actually like parks and walkways mm-hmm. so they got rid of a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. in you know with the um because they really they, it was a mistake it wasn't it wasn't helpful for their 
you know, yeah. uh, their infrastructure and their, yeah. and their citizens. And Meanwhile, like, here, I saw pictures comparing Detroit like 50 years ago, which was just like sprawling, super walkable, super urban city compared to today. They tore down like half of it to put highways in and shit like that. Yeah, it's and driving. It's just like it's just so awful. And yeah, I'm like America was to... built to be more like that. But it's just since like literally the 1950s um, when everyone began driving cars and we decided cars were going to be our be all end all for the rest of our history. Yeah, it, it's like it's uh, it's just too car dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I think what really needs to happen is going back, like we were saying with the state level, is I think there needs to be a state that just like stands out amongst the rest, <laughs> like in a, in, a, in an area where it's like, oh, like, you know, we offer like, you know, are, we're all about the infrastructure, about like having more trains, having more uh, transportation California options. is slowly pushing to be more that way. But the thing is, and the thing with California, though, is, like, they're pushing that realm, but then they still have, like, their huge glaring problems that, like, you know, oh, yeah. it pushes out everyone, like, like, the gentrification of all that stuff of, like, of, like really rich, yeah. I would say, more so. Mm -hmm. And then so it gets to the point where you could only be exceptionally wealthy to survive. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's, like, you, everyone else just writes off everything California does because of that glaring problem. Yeah. So then you have to, like, think about, like, if, if, if you have a state where everyone's leaving their state to go to, then it's like that state's like, okay, we need to improve our quality of life mm -hmm. using them as like a, as, and that's the thing is like states have the power to do that, but it's like everyone wants to be the same. Yeah. But then mm -hmm. not be the same. Like, like I was talking to a, my friend from the UK and he's always like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to get shot. Cause he always sees all the headlines. And stuff. <laughs> oh, well, but yeah. And, and I was like, I'm going complain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but I was like talking about how like states are so weird here that if I wanted to drive to Virginia and I have my gun on with me, um, my pistol, I need to make sure it's packed away. The ammo is completely separated when I drive through Washington, D.C. And if I would get pulled over, it would and their cop, even though I could follow I'm doing like the pass through laws, I could follow all of the right legal ways of doing it and still get a felony charge if they wanted to yeah. you know yeah. and it's like stupid stuff like that where it's like there's no uniformity and i understand like giving like states should have more power but it's like one of those things where it's like a lot of things don't make sense here and that kind of goes along with everything we're doing like pennsylvania like i, I mean i don't mind pennsylvania to be honest but it's because all i've ever known but it's one of those things it's like i would love for the ability to like Reading, for example, would be a prime example. Getting the railroads back up and running where they're affordable to go to Philly. Yeah. Like, like the, the rail is still there. It's fully functional, I think, right? Yeah, no, it's, and the thing is, actually, the mayor was talking about, I think in the next 10 years, they want to uh, revitalize that. And I think it would be, like, they saw the, they saw the, um, the, the interest that was done for the railroad over in uh going up to um jim thorpe yeah the one that's like a like a consumer railroad for like like just fun like little a, trips you know, yeah yeah fun trip so they're like well why don't we like this is what reading is known for like literally monopoly like <laughs> yeah it's the reading railroad for that. yeah so it's like why aren't why is that like we why did we kill that and the problem is like a lot of the things is the the rails and how they go through certain parts of land they're like you have to pay like a like a fee or like the cost of it so like that's why it's so mm -hmm. expensive but like i feel like that could be 
fixed or, or figured out and something. Because yeah. like I mean, like, yeah, dude, if we I mean, go, if taxes we, would yeah. be the answer in the end. If we could park our car and go on a train to Philly for the day, and it would cost us twenty dollars to go back and f- go up and back, like I would go to Philly all the time. Yeah, no, would... for real. That sounds like oh my god, that's such a utopia to me. I would love yeah. for nothing more than for Aries to be more walkable and for us to be able to tra- take trains places because it reduces carbon footprint and everything because it's one thing going as opposed to like five hundred things going. You know. Yep. And Especially the if we like, were accidents. to do like. Like the um, sorry, like the electric rails, like they have in Japan and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, oh my god. As I'm saying, it's just like makes it. It, it makes, makes sense. too and much you sense. Can, if you like, in like living in um, like I know the train in Lancaster can go um, go to Philly, pretty but much I think everywhere. it's, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty expensive. Like if you go from Lancaster, it's to similar Philly. to. It's like 50, well, back when I looked into it the one time, it was like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know, but but going long distance, it's pretty similar to a to a um plane ticket still. Because there was one time where I thought about coming up here on a train, and even though the ride's so much longer, I considered it because I just thought it'd be fun. Um, but the the difference wasn't too uh the big between that and getting a plane ticket for how far I was going, which was. About a thousand miles. So, mm. but the train ride is so cool. <laughs> it is. I would love to do it someday. Um, yeah. I did a train to from uh, what's the place? The one train station closer, like in between here, between here and Philly. Sorry, still getting over sickness. Um, it was. Uh, Are you down with the was, sickness? Yeah, I've been down with it for like freaking two weeks. I can't get over it. But, oh yeah, you uh, did tell me about that. Never mind. I um, I took the train from it was somewhere close to Philly all the way to, to New York, and it was like round trip was like sixty bucks. Oh, versus, mm-hmm. we got a, deal, a good deal on it. Now, like that's a what two and a half hour drive. So it's you know with parking and everything, it's going to be a better value to take the train. Um, and it was like a really nice you know I literally was on there for like two hours and we were there and it was like nice. And then we had like the return and everything. Um, the only thing that stinks about it is it's sometimes confusing about like, if you miss your train, like, <laughs> what do you basically, do? yeah, yeah. You, you have to like, you have to pay for the protection and stuff like that. And we, we, it was a business trip. So like we, you know, had that because we did miss our train. Oh. <laughs> it like literally opened oh, no. the doors and then left like right after, like, like literally <gasps> less than a minute and a half later was gone. Cause like they want to, they stop at each stop, but it was like, we would never ro- rode the train before. And it was a good experience, but it's like when we were driving, when we were riding the train, when we were in the UK, like we went to um, Norwich for the day, which is about was about an hour from where we were we were staying. We walked to the train, and which was a nice walk. It was maybe a twenty minute walk, and then we were we stopped at like the grocery store and picked up drinks because you can just walk with an open container. Um, drank alcohol to there. Drank it on the train, paid twenty dollars, well twenty pounds, so whatever the conversion of that is, for two tickets round trip. But the thing was, it, the way it worked was, we would get on any of the trains going from that station to there. We just did it on our phone. We go boop boop boop, we're good. And we showed them when they walk by, they scan it off a the phone, they say cool, you're good. And we could go on any of the trains all day for that day. 
to get mm-hmm. down there. So it wasn't like if we decided that we were going to miss it, we could just do something else and get the next one. And they were running every every few minutes. Yeah. And then we, it was about, like I said, about an hour trip and an hour back. It cost us 20 pounds. And it was one of those situations where we're like, man, like imagine that in our in our state where we're only paying or even going to London it wasn't even that much more expensive. I mean, depending mm-hmm. on when you go, yes, it can be more pricey. But it was one of those things that it was like the equivalent of going like New York City, but it was like a fraction of the cost or half the cost oh, for yeah. both of us. So it was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I like the whole train idea, but I don't think we're ever going to get that here. No. Yeah, it would it, thing that's kind of built in. I don't know, like, if we, if we can't just, like, start it now, because, like, all the rails and stuff in, in the European countries, those are, like, those have been around since, like, after the war, so. Yeah. Or like even before like World before, War II. Well, a lot yeah. of them are before the war because a lot of it started in the 1800s. And like we have we have a lot of railroads in the United States, but like a lot, a lot of them, them are used. Well, no, a lot of them are used. Well, for we like, don't use them in a like a commercial a sense. Commercial a lot sense, of it is yeah. agriculture, truly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Not something that's going to happen in our generation for sure. Yeah. Well. Well, they did. They did say some. They just met um, the like railroad authority, like met together to discuss back in July uh, the possibility of restoring a passenger train from Philadelphia to Reading. That'd be great. So, yeah, I mean, and then figuring out a way that we can. So, like, I wonder, like, Lancaster is like south of it, so yeah, it'd be one of those situations that I don't know. Like, if I look at a map and I look up the Reading Railroad to philadelphia like does it ever connect into the same one that goes into lancaster i think so it, like i think it used to i'm not sure oh, this yeah. is way before at... yeah yeah they um there's a picture right here trains.com it Favorite basically website. <laughs> yeah it basically goes so it would go almost parallel and connect. I think it connected it. It connects in Norristown. Oh. But, so like, it looks almost like, you know how like um. Everything kind of like is like, it's not like they're all like connected together at some point. But it looks like the they all connect into the at the Philly like line. So theoretically, if they would restore the Reading one, you could get on a train and go from Reading all the way up to New York City. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then from there, right. you go all the way up to like New Hampshire because they, um, I think their Amtrak goes all the way up there. Yeah. And that, like, that's awesome. And if, if it was, the thing is, is, if it just was more affordable, like, it is fun, though. I will say, train it rides is really are, fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> are fun, are more fun. I've been on one yet. Like, I really want to. We should definitely do the, uh, the Jim Thorpe one at some point. Ooh. Yeah. That's like a that historical one. train, though. Yeah, it's like a um, it's uh yeah, it's like an old looking train. You get like you can do food services and everything. They Ooh. they like take you up at like I think you leave around like nine or ten, and then they like leave. They get there and then they leave around like you get like three or four hours in Jim Thorpe, and then they mm-hmm. take you back. Um, and then you you know it's like, it, it's it's like a more of like a yeah like a, a leisure ride, yeah. but you can eat on the train and such. But yeah, that it it, it seems pretty cool. 
I've been to Jim Thorpe in a, in a hot minute, though. <clears throat> Never been myself. They call it the... It's. I mean, I've been there. It's not on the same level as this, because I've been to both places. Not bragging, but it, they say it's the Switzerland of PA. Oh. It, is, it is a really nice area, like especially like in the fall. I've seen pictures of oh. it in the fall. Like, it's like... In the middle of no, it's in the middle of nowhere, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's just looking like, at this. It has like a nice little town. Looks like a Harry Potter town. Yeah, I, not really though. <laughs> it looks like what a lot of people would picture a small town in the United States looking like, but like then like actual small towns and. PA and the United States actually are just like a bunch of robes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Either that or a bunch of like mobile homes and like a 7-Eleven. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Like it's it's like nestled between two mountains. Ooh. Cool. All right. Well, cool. JJ, it, it's time for bed for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot you're an old man. Yeah, I'm an old man. Well, actually, I've been getting better. I, I go to bed at like 9.15 now, so. <laughs> um, so I'm getting better at no, it. Lauren's, Lauren's staying up later too, so like I might yeah. switch to like ten if I can. But just I start at seven, so nine is like cut off. I yeah, start work no, at seven. I can see that. So yeah, so yeah. Thanks for jumping in. This yeah, this was a sorry it took way longer than ten minutes. Yeah, oh this this was a, a longer than ten minutes, but no one else in queue or anything. But that so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I would have uh, if I if I wasn't in. I mean, to be honest, if I wasn't enjoying myself, I wouldn't have stayed. Uh, oh, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean that in a rude way, but it's like <laughs> no, it was good. We had, we had good conversations, and obviously, if someone would have been after me, I would have, you know, jumped out. I would be like, <laughs> yeah, like time to get myself out of here. So yeah. <laughs> but no, it was good. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I hope it, Hope it does. Hope maybe someday it might go viral if if the band makes big, or maybe you get bigger than we are and it makes the band go viral. That yeah, I'll, I'll put a link. I'll put a link to your band, Wither Away, to the audience. I'll put a link to it in the description if anyone actually looks at, looks at that. But again, like <laughs> we get like we we have a few dedicated listeners and 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 that's pretty much it. But we we just do this for fun. Yeah. No, that's awesome, and that's I mean that's really what it always should be. Yeah, for. we're waiting. Like, like I said, if we do get yeah. big though, like we we will only accept sponsor from Wawa. So, uh, do you have anything nice to say <laughs> about Wawa before you leave? Um, we uh, Wawa is awesome, and we once made a Wawa hoodie, a Wither Away hoodie <gasps> from like five With or six Wawa? years ago. What? I think I still have it hanging up in my thing so i'll have to show it to you guys some point wow Aww. okay huge, yeah huge wawa fans okay I'll, I'll i'll link it to you guys just the 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 artwork that we had done for it but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like probably six or seven years ago cool yeah once we get to like a hundred people subscribed on youtube i'm gonna like start sending emails to their marketing team and be like hey i got a bunch of people from the area to listen to my podcast if you want to like Send me some codes for an advertising deal. Yeah. <laughs> All we do is like they might. What's that? I said they they might like once yeah they like if it's especially because it's local to like more local to this area yeah. and like the surrounding. I feel like they would be more interested. But I, I then again I feel like some other people would have done 
I mean, that doesn't hurt from trying, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't listen to any like Philadelphia area based podcast, but like, like that's like my end goal. Like that's such a minor goal. Too. It's like if we ever did get big, I'd like start aggressively emailing them and like looking for an answer. Anything. I'll just advertise like double rewards or whatever, which is happening right now until February fifth. By the way. So. <laughs> wow! Thank you so much for letting us know that unsponsored content. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. For this having might be me our guys. longest episode to date. It might be. Yeah, I don't have to cut my, anything really, unless no. I don't any names. I talk too much. Yeah. No, no, it's we fine. love you for it, Jay. It's great. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, it was good. I had a good time. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll stop recording. Take care. Yeah. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.